ten orders. We were loved once. Why have you forsaken us, Almighty? Oh, shard of my soul, where have you gone? Collected on the second day of Kakash, year 1171, five seconds before death. Subject was a light-eyed woman in her third decade. Heroes of presents The Stormlight Archive by Brandon Mr. Sanderson. Book One, The Way of Kings. Before we start the show, this is a warning that this is a spoiler-filled podcast covering um, two or three chapters at a time of The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. If you are interested in reading along, be aware of how um, we are formatting things. Um, Please enjoy. Well, welcome to Heroes of Presents the Storm Pod Archive. I am your host, Sean Q. It's a little title that I'm working with here. I'm your host, Sean Q. And with me, uh, as always, is my co-host, um, the bright lord himself, uh, Jaladin Stormblessed. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going, Jack? How's it going? Good. Very, very good. Very yeah, so good. You... It's a nice morning this morning. Yeah, we're uh, doing a podcast over coffee like we've actually kind of done before, I think. We have. This we um, did your... Yeah, we did a, a pod on your uh, homebrew D&D game, uh, The Pirates of Blackwater. And uh, we were at the cottage one day. We were both up. And it was like 6 o'clock in the morning for some reason we were up. And we, I think, killed a pot of coffee and did podcasting. So it was pretty cool. Well, that was good coffee, too. It was well, really was good. good I think it was Thank the stuff you. that Jay, yeah, Jay got. It was called uh, Tesseract. Tesseract. Yeah. Oh, such good coffee. Yeah, like the energy source from Avengers. Um, you were just—we were just talking a little bit about uh, Borderlands. That's that what you were doing last night? Yeah, a little bit of Borderlands uh, last night, and yeah, one of the things I love about it is uh, when we were talking about the like with the your find with your aunt finding that microphone for yeah. your, for your, um, in the garbage. Yeah. I always found that to be one of the most interesting things about Borderlands is that you're sifting through garbage for, for things that that you need, and it's often there. Yeah. And I just, I love that so much. I also like how you can uh, walk through like a jungle and there's like a pulsing pod that's glowing green. Um, And (laughs) then you're like, should I go over and punch it? Well, you know what? I need some ammo for my my rifle. So I better go, go punch that pulsing pod that looks like it's going to eat me. Yeah, totally. You know, I just, well, that's a whole other thing. Maybe we, maybe we could and should do talk about Borderlands at some point. We probably should. Um, I played again. I I played a little bit last night. Um, Mm -hmm. As you know, we bought a a Nintendo Switch. So 
the uh, wife and I sit now uh, uh, at the couch side by side while she plays uh, Animal Crossing and I play Borderlands. Um, I play Borderlands um, half and half because I'm literally watching her play Animal Crossing while I'm playing Borderlands too. So it's like my brain's all messed up. You'll have to bring me up to date on the Animal Crossing thing because I have to admit complete ignorance on it. I don't know what it is. is. I just... I just know that it is. It's uh, a thing. Yeah. But I, I don't know what it is. It is um, supremely addictive. It is completely oh, wow. addictive. Um, it is like a um, it's like a build your own island kind of thing. You have to like collect resources to be able to build stuff, to be able to like invite <laughs> people to your island to make it a community. And it's a whole thing, dude. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but well, uh, yeah, so let's talk about um, chapters one oh, and oh, 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 two oh, oh. of The Way of wow. Kings. So that was your assignment these last few days, was to uh, to well, read the two uh, um, chapters. Well, you know, I've uh, yeah. I, what are I, your initial thoughts? Give me give me your initial thoughts. Okay, so so coming off of the the uh, prelude and the prologue, which was an assassination of a king, mm-hmm. and the development of what the world is a bit like. There was so much put in that pro uh, prologue. Yeah. So, but. On chapters one and two, chapter one, Stormblessed, we meet this character named Kaladin. Right. And sets him up as just the, the, the best guy. You know, like you're reading about this, this other character named Sen, who is, um, appears to be more like a, um, like a servant to fighters on the battlefield. He's right. Um, he's uh, but he, he is he is able to hold a spear and he does. Uh, he has had a little bit of training, although they're entering into a battle for the first time, it appears. And Sen is uh, very, very nervous. And another character named uh, Dalit or D- uh, Dalit. Dalit. Yeah, Dalit. Dalit. Okay. yeah, Dalit's right. So Dalit, uh, you know, is trying to calm him down, saying it's fine. And then as the uh, chapter goes through this battle uh it sets up kaladin just so amazing as this you know guy who takes care of his men and goes to great lengths to bribe um these uh runners that uh, would normally only he uh go get wounded off the battlefield for the bright eyes for the light but, eyes yeah oh so but but kaladin actually bribes them so that he gets his men I just love that that he spends all the money that he might accrue onto his onto his uh, onto his squad, and his squad had survived uh, previous battles without any problems. And I, I just love this chapter because it it just um, you just love Kaladin, and and even right. though they described him as being a very young young fighter, and of course because I'm a uh, movie sort of buff and everything, I relate back to either books or comics or movies i've seen so mm. the kind of leader they were building him up to be i just i couldn't help but think of the film gladiator um yeah. in, in terms of how the men appeared to love this guy or even how the men uh sorry what's the other film uh, troy mm-hmm. uh with, with achilles and his men and the way that they saw him on the battlefield sorry i'm not yeah I'm there's not so much some similarities yeah, I, I could if I read more, I might be able to give you more literary examples. But uh, yeah, oh, don't uh, don't don't worry about that. I I read this chapter and uh, a few things um, um, are 
are prevalent is that I, I love that um, Sanderson chose to introduce us to this character of Khaled and Stormblessed, not through his own POV, which we eventually get in chapter right. two, but from the um, prospect of other people around him and how people see him. Um, and uh, it's in- interesting because the rest of the book is about him. But the first time we um, we even find out about him, it's through the other eyes of other people. So it gives us a, kind of a, a good outlook on on how people see him and how he treats others. Almost a, almost a great, uh, a better way maybe to convey a character is through other people's impressions. Right, of so course. You're, yeah, that's, that, that's totally cool. Um, just to go back to the very beginning of the chapter, so Storm Blessed, um, another death quote. Uh, oh, yes. Now, so another death quote, same year, 1171. And it says that they're, that these quotes are being collected. And I guess, so my question as a first-time reader is, by whom? Who is collecting these death quotes from these individuals that, that preface the chapters? Yeah, it's a very good so question. I, I don't know the answer to that because of where I'm at. I've only read chapter one and two of part one. Um, so that's uh, something on my mind. Um, this, these events take place five years after the Lethe King Galinar's assassination. So Here. the death quote is uh, the death quote is this: "You've killed yeah. me, yeah. You've killed me, bastards! You've killed me. While the sun is still hot, I die." Collected on the first, uh, fifth day of the week of Shash of the month of Betad of the year eleven seventy one, ten seconds before death. Subject was a dark-eyed soldier, thirty-one years of age. Sample is considered questionable. So I wonder what that right. means. Well, and and I, I just want to know who's who's collecting it and why. Why why are these death right. quotes important? Uh, enough for and then to... um, and then in the uh, right before the chapter starts, it also says five years later. So this is five mm. years after the king got killed by the uh, assassin in white. Mm. So not super important to know, but it, there is some time jumping here again. Before we had bet- between the uh, prelude and the prologue, it was four thousand five hundred years, and now there's five years of difference. Um, well, so yeah, so, so they, uh, they, the so quick recap of uh, of chapter one is pretty much we are introduced to these uh, these characters Sen, Dalit, and through them we meet Kaladin Stormblessed. He's a squad leader of a, a group of soldiers. They are all trying to get to the Shattered Plains, which is where there is a war going on to um, um, against the Parshendi after the king was killed. So that's where the main war is happening. This is a, right. a, a border skirmish between high princes. So the um, country of Alethkar is always receiving attacks from other um, other uh, um, like other neighboring countries. And uh, that's what this is. So there's like a slight right. border skirmish here. Um, the Bright Lord Amaram's army um, is there, and that's who um, Kaladin and these uh, his squad are a part of. Fighting with, that's right. Yeah, On they're the fighting. Field, yeah. yeah, they're fighting under Bright Lord Amaram's banner, and um, they um, are fighting another group of um, humans. It seems they're um, just regular, regular dudes that are they're fighting. Um, and then the chapter ends. Well, a, a couple things happen. Sen gets um, uh, separated from the group, 
right? At first, um, uh, Sen is brought into their squad by Kaladin um, to protect him because he's young and inexperienced. Um, yes, they do is. just that. They are, are like encircle him in a, a in a defensive circle and then a V pattern and all these like different like styles of fighting for different uh, tactical moments. Not using not using their shields. So again, yeah. like really descriptive the way that Kaladin has a squad move up quickly in the battle, mm-hmm. not using their shields compared to all the other squads. Um, and so when, when the volley of arrows comes, they've already gained ground and they don't have to deal with that volley. Right. So he's almost breaking like a military protocol to save his men. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when Sen gets separated, Sen uh, tries to fight off these uh, these soldiers by himself. He think he says to Dalit there was no use in running because he would have just been cut down kind of thing. Um, and then out of nowhere, Kaladin comes in and literally takes these guys on by himself. Um, the him, uh, Kaladin yeah. and his group see a Bright Lord on the battlefield, and Kaladin yes. thinks to himself, let's take this guy out, because this will ensure us being able to actually go to the Shattered Plains. Which Shattered is where Plains. The, yeah, yeah, where the real war is happening. And then uh, he takes him down, and then the um, the chapter ends with a shard bearer on the battlefield. That's right. A shard bearer shows up. And one of the most interesting ways that chapter ends is that in, in the description of that shard bearer, uh, it's, uh, the, the question is posed, why would you want to fight the almighty? Right. I love that line. I actually wrote that down. Um, I actually wrote that down to, to quote it. Um, it was like the almighty took the battle, uh, the, the battlefield himself. And why would you want to fight the Almighty? It's so, so perfect. Yeah, so it's so perfect. What? But who? Who? But uh, obviously, from this chapter and even from the next that I read, chapter two, I don't think I get to know as a reader who this shard bearer is. Not or yet. Was. No, there there is definitely a bit, okay. uh, some uh, some time jumping going on here in the storytelling. Right. So okay. So so obviously, I was really impressed with meeting Kaladin, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh my gosh, this this guy is amazing. This is going to be awesome to follow. I, I immediately assumed that that is what my experience would be mm-hmm. as I continued flipping the pages. Right. And I was wrong. Not so much in Chapter 2. No. In Chapter 2, I was completely shocked and... Uh, I had my 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 expectations subverted, which is okay, except when it applies to the Skywalker uh, saga. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> my my expectations were subverted because that's the most important thing. So, uh, Brandon, and I think officially now I've decided with regards to referring to Brandon Sanderson, it's Brandon Mister Sanderson. Brandon, Mister Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just that's that's just the way I, I think of this guy, Brandon, Mister Sanderson. Okay, so you don't um, even the, the Mister doesn't go at the beginning of the name; it goes right. No, it goes in like the his middle yeah. name. His middle yeah, name his is Mister. Mister. Yeah. yeah, you Brandon know why? It's because it, it's because yeah. his uncle, his uh, his godfather, his uncle is Mister. That's his name. <laughs> that's his first name. So he's he took oh. his uncle's name. Yeah, I like that. I like the way it yeah. flows. Brandon, yeah. Mister Mr. Sanderson. Sanderson, and there's a little bit of that. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. On the end of that, yeah. So yeah. So um, chapter two. I mean, mm-hmm. honor. Honor is dead. Right. Um, and those words come out of Kaladin's. So this is eight months later after that mm-hmm. battle in chapter one. 
Yep. Where it appears again, chapter one, Kaladin is this hero. He's this great leader. He's young and he knows what he's doing and he's got all this promise. He wants oh, yeah. to get Let's, to the show. There's, there's another little quote here I wanted to say about that chat, the chapter one before we did this kind of oh, goes sure. with what you're yeah. saying right now. As uh, Dalit says that he fights like the storm itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. fights like it's a natural, um, like just this absolute uh, of force of nature. Mm-hmm. Well, he took on six, uh, six spearmen that were coming after Sin. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and the way that that battle is described is just is just wonderful. I didn't really make too many notes on it because yeah. uh, uh, battles battles are hard to combat is hard to make notes of. We're gonna. T- Talk about every yeah. uh, every spear swing, and we're not going to do that. So, no, no, um, if that. you if you're really curious about the battle, just go and read the book, <laughs> yes, or you probably course. already have read the book, yeah. so that's you don't need us to tell you about the battle. Um, so this so so chapter two was a slug in the gut for me. I'm sorry, but right. it was, uh, and you know uh, that's that's fine. I mean, uh, Kaladin is a slave, yeah, and he's a slave in the unclaimed hills. You know, completely. I was taken off guard by that. So I fully admit uh, the windspren are present, which is, oh my gosh, so good. The fact that he uh, appears to have a little bit of a prank on him when his bowl of, of slop gets stuck to his fingers. They, they kind of hint that windspren sometimes play these pranks. So right. I thought that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah, they're um, a little bit chaotic or whatever. Stopped noticing dirt months ago. Um he describes having the feelings of having freedom of not having to care anymore. Um, He was the only one there amongst the slaves around him that was branded uh, with the Shash brand. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There's three brands that he takes, right? He takes the uh, slave brand. Yeah. He takes a deserter brand, meaning he deserted Mm -hmm. his, uh, his uh, army, his post. And then the Shash brand is uh, one that means he's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they're almost like kind of piled on top of each other, making this kind of weird mishmash of, 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 uh, of brands, of symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a strange way to look cool. I just get tattoos, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's collecting. Uh, <laughs> he's, anyway. so, way more painful, yeah. Way more painful, yeah. Um, so he also says that he killed a light eye to get the first branding, and it's the right. one that he didn't kill that's the problem. Right. So that piqued my interest. Then he refers briefly to another type of spren. I'm writing down all these spren, so rot spren. Yeah. He just refers to it. Uh, in general, okay. that, that are you is, making? A, is this a? Um, are we going to be just adding this to Jack's uh, uh, spread list? My spread list, yeah. The, the ongoing spread list. I, I have to admit, I love this. I love the spread. I love this idea. I, I really do. And I the fact that, really and cool. the fact that in this chapter, the wind spread became more than just a ribbon of air or sort of a you know a, 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 sort of an, an unintelligent, not non-speaking. Entity. Yeah, it's act, it's acting it's acting weird. Um, it's acting abnormal oh. for Sprint. Well, I couldn't I could, and I'm sorry. I just have to derive from everything I've seen. So when this wind Sprint is uh, materializing, um, 
into this uh, little being that asks, you know, that, that knows Kaladin's name and mm-hmm. he thinks he's, he's out of his mind and because they're not supposed to be able to talk and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and he he has the Black Bane leaves that he's collected. Right. And this is this is a weapon. It's a poison. And that's just showing, again, furthering his character as part of his instincts is to get a weapon even in slavery. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's thinking, well, Black Bane, okay, I can maybe poison my the slaver in charge. So it's also uh, showing or, him, it's also showing us that he's got knowledge of what Black Bane is. Yeah, and knowledge of glyphs. And, yeah, some, he's, he's, some intelligence there. Yeah, absolutely. So with the Black Bane, he does briefly sort of talk about in the chapter that he might even consider using these leaves as a suicide if things got really bad. So he's not really sure how to use it, but he has this weapon. And the windspring that materializes into this uh, slender um, female um, begins to be curious about, you know, what's in his hand. Like, why, why, do, why are you so interested in these leaves? Right. And, and she asks, and I love this, is it the heart of a beetle, tiny yet powerful? I love yeah. That. I love yeah. that. Um, and they had they had this exchange that I call the impolite exchange, where she's uh, <laughs> accusing him of being impolite, and I absolutely love that. I wrote it down, um, page fifty five in my uh, in my little paperback version here. Um, what's she say? Uh, so Kaladin asks her, "But why are you using my name? Because it's polite, and you." are impolite. Spren don't know what that means. See there? Impolite. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just absolutely love that exchange. I just could so visualize that. And I still say this should be on television. Yeah, but, it's um, definitely uh, cinematic. Well, and, and yeah, I just love that. And uh, and I think the chat, I don't have too many more notes leading to the end of that chapter. Um, no, I don't. Because he goes through um, thoughts on, perchance, thinking about escaping again when he encounters his slaver. Yeah. And... Uh, Yeah, it was a very, it was a slug in the gut, this chapter. However, I liked the addition of the windspring. There was a little mm-hmm. levity brought by yeah. her character. And I'm very excited to see if they, if the story develops uh, that windspring. Like, aesthetically, she is a um, actual light in a grim place. And mm-hmm. thematically, she is the same as well, right? Like things are really dire right now, but she's kind of... Like you say, she brings some levity, and she's light and airy yeah. and uh, kind of fun. Well, I will say one more thing about the conclusion of the chapter. So he, mm. it appears that he's also a bit of a medic. He's he's all, he's he tended to Sen's wound in chapter right. one, and was able to stop the bleeding. So he knows how to do that very quickly. And Sen was very mm. impressed by that when he took the, the spear wound in the thigh. He uh, knows about the black bane. He knows about the, the, the cough, this coughing disease 
that one of the slaves has. I forget. Yeah, he calls it the uh, the grinding coughs or something. That's right? it. Yeah, exactly. So he knows about it. And he knows how to treat it, and he finally speaks up. The slaver, like, give this man some water and with sugar if you can over the next few weeks. Give him water every few hours, and he'll survive. So they 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 take this sick man out of the cage that he's in, and they kill him. Right. And Kaladin is upset about that, and then his thoughts return to the um, Blackbane leaves that he has. Mm-hmm. But but at this point, with the exchange that happened, he's kind of crushed them a little too much in his hands, and now the pieces have scattered probably throughout the cage. And he can't pick them up, and then it describes the wind kind of comes and blows dust and whatnot away. And yeah. I kind of, I kind of couldn't help but think that the windspring is trying to tell him a message, very kind of playfully, mm-hmm. that that um, his efforts so far have all been, you know, about taking control, finding a weapon, using a weapon you know, killing the slaver, breaking free, all this kind of thing. And maybe the message is you need to go with the wind on this one. Hmm. Like like let the let things happen. Right. So I'm wondering I, I mean I don't know, I haven't read chapter I like that. three. No, I I like that. So, That's really nice. So I kind of I kind of thought that maybe that was the subtext in Brandon, Mr. Sanderson's chapter two. <laughs> Mr. Sanderson. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Sanderson. <laughs> if I ever meet, if I ever meet Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, that's exactly the way I'll have to greet him. <laughs> what are your, um, what are your highlights for um, these two chapters? I think that's what we're going to do. We're uh, kind of just go the through the two. Because if we're going to do like one, uh, two to three chapters at a time, um, mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll kind of go through them as a rough like um, uh, outline of what happened, and then we can e- maybe each get a turn to talk about our highlights of these chapters. Okay, that's interesting. So, what are your, two, your highlights about... of uh, well of well, chapters chapter, one and two? Chapters one. So, highlight for me was really the um, the development of the character of Kaladin as introduced. So learning about him through his men, his tactics in in, in battle, his abilities to protect his men, uh, and the bribing of the runners, um, all of that I thought was the, um, that was the highlight for me. Oh, and one, one subtle thing, it mentioned that a red-haired uh, member of his squad was a Veden, V-E-D-E-N. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is uh, another indication um, that this Alepti squad, you know, uh, that that Kaladin is well trusted by others who are not Alepti. Right. So I like the fact that it included other groups. Um, again, showing that this man commanded a lot of trust. So I guess that for me, like the highlight is development of Stormblessed Kaladin uh, as we see him, and then for Chapter Two. My highlight was was the windspread. My highlight was taking this uh, this character, making him a slave, so it flips the entire thing on its on its on its end. Well, in right. some ways, that's kind of like a like the lashing. It flips it around, mm-hmm. right? So it flips this whole situation around, and then you meet this windspread who I cannot help but 
there's little little connotations of like a Tinkerbell kind of a appearance. I yes. like the flip. Very, like the very Tinkerbell. Very yeah, Tinkerbell, I, I mean, yeah. I'm so, and I'm sorry, Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, if he, he's not really into those comparisons, but I just I have to go there because, um, like I say, I reference everything to pop culture in some way or another. Yeah, and and, and, so, you're a, and you and your family are a very big Disney family, so. Yep, yep, admittedly. Um, like, well, except for... All right. Well, my my um, highlights uh, for yeah. the the, t- the chapters are um, I got a couple of of little things. Um, the uh, I actually I said it the other earlier. My hi- my highlight for the, the the chapter one was the um, the Almighty um, uh, quote with "Why would you want to fight the Almighty?" I just think that is um, shows how powerful one person in this magical armor and a magical yeah. sword can be on a battlefield. That every mm-hmm. single person on the battlefield is now, uh oh, um, yeah. we are. This is this is bad news bears. Um, the um, the other the other highlight I have for chapter two is actually kind of maybe like a low light. Um, um, he goes through a list of all the people that have died around him. Yes, and um, it kind of gives us an idea of like what he's dealing with and his life and like what all this means, right? He talks about losing Sen and Dalit. So we know in this eight months later that Sen and Dalit are dead. Something happens on that battlefield and it takes the, the lives of those, of those men, right? Um, I'm trying to find the quote here. He has, um, he goes through a list of people. Yeah, here it is. Um, says um i'm so tired he felt tired even when he got enough sleep even those uh, rare days when he wasn't hungry cold or stiff from a beating so tired you've been tired before the um spren says i failed spirit he replies squeezing his eyes shut must you torment me so they're all dead sen dalit and before that tux and the takers before that tn before that, blood on his hands and the corpse of a young girl with pale skin. So he, he, this is not a highlight, but it is a low light or something kind of to to take note of. He he feels really really guilty for the deaths around him. And I think at one point during this chapter, he says, um, "Why is it so that he always survives when everyone around him dies?" Right. So yeah, those are my uh, highlight and low light um, for those chapters. I want well, to do something here where we talked about um, talked about an imp- like I like to call a section of our pod here. I just kind of we're kind of coming up with it as we go along, um, but I'd like to do like a section where we talk about the info dump. Um, th- these books are all going to have an info dump. We're going to get a lot of information kind of quickly, and I thought maybe it might be helpful for you to re- to review some of the stuff that we went through. All right. So in uh, chapter one, um, um, we find that um, Kaladin fights for a man named Bright Lord Amaram. Mm -hmm. But Bright Lord Amaram isn't the leader, right? He's just the leader of this army. The leader under uh, Kaladin is a guy named High Prince Sadius. Yeah. And that that name name was dropped. That name was dropped in the prologue. Yes, because the king said, was it Sadius that went against me? Yeah. Right. He dropped right. that name in another. Like he didn't see it coming that it was the Parshendi right. on the night on the night of the signing of that peace yeah. treaty that that was going to happen. He actually named this guy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and then 
so hang on. So this Sadius guy or character, he is the leader of that battle. Yeah, so um so Amor- Amoram is actually fighting gonna, for we're we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves uh, in, in the okay. info dump. There you're gonna learn this stuff later. It's not a big spoiler if I tell you now. Al Alethkar is split up into princedoms. Okay. There was a king named Galavar who was in charge of all those princedoms, and High Prince Sadius is in charge of one of those princedoms. And so this right. battle skirmish or this border skirmish is happening in Sadius's princedom. Right. Under the under the the, the fighting uh, rule of Bright Lord Amaram, he's like the general of the army. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Um, we also get a list of um, of creatures and like flora and fauna in yeah. um, in this world. So we get um, the, the name. Yeah, we get sky eels. Sky eels. Yeah. We get uh, axe hounds. Yeah. Um, we get the words uh, rock buds. He explained yeah, the, there's like little, yeah, on the like, ground. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. these little vines that suck into this like like little pod. Yeah. Um they mention the word Kremlings, as in yes. like these like little almost like um uh annoying little creatures, Kremlings. Um and then in chapter two they talk about uh Charles. Oh no, hang on. So on the Charles very descriptive moment here. This yes. is this is in the slavers thing. I love this bit. They described right. it, so they've, they've hinted at Charles a little earlier uh, mm-hmm. in mentioning about, I think it was Sen's mother yep. that was cursing them, and then someone else, uh, I think it was a fellow slaver, uh, stole, tried to steal a whole herd of them, and was put, and that was that's why he was put into slavery. But these Charles yeah. are actually pulling the wagons, I think. If I got that correctly, or they're involved with yep. this, with this, they, with this. Well, with the slavers they pull, and yeah. they pull so and they describe them as being almost as big as the wagons themselves so there's these giant crustaceans i'm not exactly sure of the depiction of what they look like but they're described as crustaceans at night they they go into their shells and i love this that they are indistinguishable from from boulders or rocks on okay the so side. uh do you have love. the book in, do you have your book in front of you I do. I have okay, my so very carefully, without reading any words, turn to okay. chapter nine and turn look at the picture chapter. and look at the chapter picture nine of, nine of, part of the one. book. Yeah, of part one. And look at the picture that oh. is directly across from it. Chapter nine. Okay, that looks to be a depiction of the Charles. Okay. Yeah. So you don't Very read cool. any of the don't read any of the scribbles or anything like that. Yeah, you'll get there eventually. But that's what a child right. looks like. Uh, okay, so that's very much how I did, how I pictured it. But again, I love the way that uh, that uh, Brandon, Mister Sanderson, described that. Yeah. Um, the way they they pulled into their shells at night and mm-hmm. like the rockets blended in with the terror. I just love that uh, that image. Yeah. Um, the other being the other being stuff being that we get. Um, sorry. Being a fantasy fan, I was just geeking out a little bit on that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We uh, we also get um, uh, that horses are very valuable in this world because he says something about stealing horses, and then the, the guy's like, "I would never would have stolen horses. They would have oh, killed right, me because, outright for that." Right. Yes, I, I didn't really pick up on the subtlety 
of what that would mean. But yeah, right. that's, that's so there cool. are horses, but um, they seem to be a rare and valuable thing. More, more, more value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then cool. someone, I think it's in um, in chapter two. They say something about um, uh, glyphs and how Kaladin yes. can write glyphs or read glyphs, and how that's kind of a, an oddity as well. Um, and they're different from words. The glyphs are like symbols or something. Right. Yeah, um, they could be more, more like readings, I guess. I yeah. think the brands, actually, that uh, he has on his head are technically glyphs. How, like, one symbol means slave and one yeah, means right. a deserter? Yeah, those are, are glyphs. So it's like a, a, a pictogram that, uh, that means something specific or whatever. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and then the last little bit that I have here for info dump is <laughs> um, in, ch- in chapter two, he's looking up at the stars and he, he says, Tal's scar. Yeah, the red um, stars. Yeah, it's a constellation up in the sky. Oh, and um, it's yet again that name that we get, Taln. T A L N. We've we've heard that name a couple of times now. He was okay, uh, I don't, that I character don't was in what? the prelude. Okay, the very beginning. Name, yeah. yeah. So um, Talon was the character that um, uh, Yezrian and Kalak said um, had died and went to the awful place. Okay, I thought it was another name. Well, it's the same name. It might not be the same, like that. This, the constellation might not be named after him, but it is curious that ah. it's the same name. Okay. Okay. Wow. Neat. And that uh, violet moon that he was describing too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, what are you thinking so far? Are you like? Are you liking this? Is oh, this something that yeah, we should continue doing? No. Yeah. This is, this is good. We shall continue this. Mm-hmm. I will endeavor to chew up another couple of chapters. Excellent. So that we can reconvene on the chapters three and four at the least, mm-hmm. inching our way to the end of part one. Excellent. I'm excited for you to get there. There are so many more characters and info dumps to go. Um, I, uh, as always, enjoy chatting with you, and I enjoy chatting with you with a coffee and podcast. Yes, thank you for the invite. I uh, We shall do this soon. All right, till next time. Okay, take care. If you're interested in supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to reach out to Jack or I about uh, the episode or about the book, please try to keep it um, uh, spoiler free for Jack. But you can reach out to us at Heroes of Hecathra on uh, Instagram or Heroes of One on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks.